Hello, this is Will Sims, founder of TrueSpark Technologies, and I love listening to Cut to the Chase podcast with Gregory Proctor. Hello, everyone. My name is Gregory Proctor, and uh, I am here today basically to talk about the evolution of TrueSpot, basically the beginning of TrueSpot. Uh, we, myself, along with my business partner, um, have revolutionized a technology that we believe is going to really kind of change the fan base experience. And therefore, we wanted to talk a little bit about that today because everybody's been inquiring about who we are, what we're all about, what's the next steps for us. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to give a little bit of a background about myself and then I'm going to turn it over to my business partner. So again, my name is Gregory Proctor. I'm the co-founder of TrueSpot. I'm also the managing director for Sketcher, and most of you may recognize my voice. I am also the host of Cut to the Chase podcast. And so I'm brought on board with the company basically to kind of help innovate the technology and move the progression and the momentum of the technology into the next, what we're considering basically kind of the 22nd century. And so, Will, what do you say, Will? <laughs> hey. Hello to everyone, and Gregory, you have that, that, that radio smooth voice, man. I tell you, man, you're, you're well suited for this position. <laughs> you know what I mean? So hello to everyone out there, and uh, my name is Will Sims, and I'm the founder of TruthSpark Technologies, uh, and I'm business partner along with Gregory Proctor. And uh, aside from that, we're childhood uh, friends and buddies, and we grew up together in this small town of Brandon, Mississippi. And we're going to tell you a little bit about our, uh, our, our growing up in the small town, Brandon, Mississippi, as well as the concept and, and uh, the idea for TrueSpot and how we uh, ended up in the position that we are today um, with the, uh, on, about to embark on the journey of uh, launching TrueSpot. So great stuff. Greg, what do you think the first thing we should talk about? What yeah, yeah. Why don't, why don't we talk about kind of kind of our childhood? I mean, for me, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, you guys are childhood friends. I mean, how, how did that all evolve? So <laughs> my, my rendition, you know, is, you know, my family lived, I don't know, let's say uh, maybe half a mile or so away from, from, from your family. Yeah, you know, we all yes. lived in this little segment of town where it was like rolling hills and kind of like deep valleys and, you know <laughs> some of the, some of the things i remember basically you know as, as you may recall is you were always much older than me at least back then i thought you were always much older yeah. you were yeah. you were definitely bigger than me because i was always a little skinny kid you know i was like man here it is i want to play with the big kids I'm going to get pounded. Do you, do you remember some of those days? <laughs> I do, brother. I, I, I do. And actually, yeah, I, I, I kind of tell my age, you know, um, probably about six years, I guess, older than you are. Uh, but I can remember, uh, you know, yeah, you, like this little, little brother figure for me. You know, I'm the youngest of five, but I remember you being one of those smaller kids that, you know, uh, I won't say being the last to pick uh, as far as baseball teams or uh, football games, but uh, eventually, you know, it, it evened itself out, right? Because you got bigger, we all got bigger, and I just can remember our families were really close. Um, you know, and I remember just, uh, you know, it seems like every afternoon, or definitely on Friday and Saturday, we had a football game going, a baseball game, or something like that. But I, I'll go you one step further. I, I can remember uh, as you got older, probably when you were about, I don't know, first grade, second grade, 
my one of my old uh, my second oldest sister actually babysat you in the afternoon. You <laughs> yeah. probably don't remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So she would you would have, you would come in and I, I can't remember right now with her uh, when you was just learning to read your first grade uh, book there, and she would help you finish your homework first, and then you would come outside and play with the rest of the. Rest of us, you know, baseball game, football, whatever. But she would always say, "No, Greg, you have to finish your homework. Your parents want me to make sure you finish your homework, and then you can go outside and play with everyone else." So that's the, that's the, one of the early, you know, memories that I have, which is really great. You know. Yeah, I I I recall, you know, for me the the overall camaraderie, you know, of of the neighborhood, yeah. the uh, the respect for everyone. And the disciplinary means that we have oh. to uphold as standards. You know, I mean, when you look at like <laughs> misbehaving and things like that, you know, we were always faced with, yeah. uh, we're always faced with, if, if I got in trouble at your house and I had to go back home, man, it was, <laughs> it was bad news. It was bad news, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Back, you know, back then, you know, they, they say like it takes a village to raise a child. I think that's really one of the concepts that was really lost with the, you know, the subsequent generations, you know, because I knew when I had an older brother, of course, and he, he seemed like he was always in the trouble. And uh, I would always want to follow him. And sometimes, and, and sometimes, you know, as I got older, I learned it's probably not a good idea, you know, because he was always in so much trouble, but, but you're right in that aspect, you would be in somebody else's uh, maybe yard or, or home. And if you got in trouble, at that time, you might get a, a spanking and whooping and whatever it was, chastised punishment from that from that parent. They would call your mom and dad when you got home. Guess what? You got another one. You know what I mean? You got in trouble as well. So I mean, but but that wasn't you know. But for the most part, uh, our families in that neighborhood, everyone knew each other. Uh, we all looked out for each other, man. And you, and you can remember even back then, we you know, there was no worries about any any harm or anything coming to. Uh, you know, uh, any kids uh, uh, or any families, and we just everyone trusted each other, and, and it truly was like a village. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That yeah. was that was always a blessing because yeah. I think you know that kind of helped mold mm-hmm. not only me but so many people that came out of our neighborhood that yeah. went on to be successful in whatever their career path was or or skill set. Yes. I mean, you know, folks. Yes left there doing great things. We didn't have people going, going out of our neighborhood, going into jail or prison or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I, my hat to go off to all of the parents uh, there, you know, in, in that, uh, in that area, because I mean, like I said, they did a good job of bringing up the kids and ensuring that uh, they helped set us on the charter that we're on. I mean, I remember, you know, you know, going back, we, we, we'd play football and ride bikes and, when I would yeah. play football with you guys, oh, man, yeah. man, I felt like I was getting the, the, the snockers beat out of me, man. We we would play tackle football. We would play tackle football yeah. like yes. like we like we had Absolutely. pads on, but we didn't have pads on. I know. I mean, that used to Absolutely, hurt, man. It used man. to hurt for like yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it made you the person you are today, though. But, you know, uh, all in all, we, we had some pretty good athletes that came, uh, you know, doing that, playing with the older, older, you know, the older kids, uh, like my brother and some of the older guys his age, that really made us, uh, you know, more competitive for mm-hmm. school sports. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know for me it did. 
Um, initially playing high school football there um, and then uh, being one of the better, larger schools at the time in, in the area and just having some really good, uh, you know, football games. But mm -hmm. uh, aside from that, you know, like you say about the parents, uh, they really stressed uh, education, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know or not, I was really, I was kind of thinking about some of the, uh, the people that grew up in the neighborhood, you know, how successful they ended up, uh, we ended up being. You know, uh, like, um, you know, myself, I, I, I consider myself, I've done well for myself, um, you know, and you, you, you own your own technology company. Um, there's uh, another gentleman that, there that uh, I won't call him any names, but, you know, he's, he was uh, an executive for Boeing. Uh, that's a guy that ended up there, you know, that was a senior VP for McDonald's Corporation. Yep. All right. Um, and another uh, guy there that worked for, uh, ended up being, I guess, a manager for Delta Air Airlines. So mm -hmm. a lot of us did well, and then especially, uh, you know, several uh, several of us that went in the military that did yep. well there. So, I mean, it, it was, it was at the time, you think, man, I can't wait to get out of this small, you know, small town and see what the world has to offer. But as you get older, you realize how really blessed and fortunate we were. You know, growing up there, you know, and, and one of the other things you mentioned about riding bicycles, I can remember everybody, you know, on a hot summer's day, everybody, we had our, our little bicycle group where we would ride up to the local, what was it, 7-Eleven uh, store? You remember that? We would get a, a banana icy, and for me, it was a banana icy and a moon pie. <laughs> I don't know. Most people wonder, what the heck is a moon pie? Right. You, you haven't lived until you had... Uh, a, a double-decker banana moon pie right. and a banana icing, right? <laughs> and I thought, I said, man, I thought, and then they came out with a triple-decker moon pie, banana moon pie, and I said, it can't get any better than this. This is it. You know what I mean? <laughs> a triple-decker banana moon pie and a banana icing. It was it. So I don't know if you remember that. You remember the ices and all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ice cones. I remember the ice cones, the, yeah. slu the slushies, as, yeah. they, as, as they called them. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was good stuff, yeah. man. On a, on a hot day in Mississippi, yeah. riding bikes through town, up and down those hills. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. like that you in know? your system to cool you off. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. Um, yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I just, um, you know, we, those were good times, you know, and, and you didn't have a worry in the world, you know what I mean? We, we you know, of course we had our, our, our housework it was chores and all that, but once we, you know, as far as just playing, you know, just being happy go lucky kids in, in a high Mississippi town. Um, in some cases it was like, you know, uh, you know, white scrum on one side of the town and blacks on the other, you know what I mean? But as far as when we got to school, a lot, a lot, you know, we had to find ways to get along and get together. But it was just a, you know, it was a, what, a decade removed from the 60s, you know, so we, that would have been uh, 70s and 80s, I guess, that we grew up there. So it, it was, um, it, the town is, uh, in that area has really grown and changed a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, uh, we were those kids just a, almost a decade or so removed from the 60s. And it was, um, something to experience, right? Small town living. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the things I, I always remember, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. You remember You remember they would have the, um, sometimes in the, they would have the uh, the clan meetings, clan, oh. and then they would, 
right down, uh, you remember that? Yeah, remember yeah, downtown, yeah. I mean, there was an area that not, maybe a couple of miles from where we live, they would have a cross burning sometimes yep. down there yep. and all that. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah, it was like on, on a weekend. It was like, uh, of course, uh, that area has uh, since changed, but they, I can remember all that, man. And then sometimes, you know, at the time we were growing up, was, there was a one stoplight town. Remember, it was so That's the true. town was so small. It's true. And sometimes the clan would be passed. The, the clan would be passing out literature right there at the stoplight. Right, right at right? stoplight. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, to be able to witness all that, and then as a kid, to where we are now, it's just. Um, I mean, I, I I feel like we're, we're truly blessed. You know, to be on the verge of just uh, a technology that will literally just uh, interrupt the technology world itself. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited, excited about it, brother. I just, from where we came from, and I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you, know, you and I both came on for the, uh, we were able to bring this concept to the masses. So Right, right. So let's, let's kind yeah. of fast forward a little bit. Let's, uh, let's talk about, you okay. know, when, when you left Mississippi, I left Mississippi, I left Mississippi, went on, yeah. went into the Navy. I was in the Navy for, I don't know, eight years plus. And then I got out of the Navy, was in the semiconductor industry for, you know, 12, 14 years, left the semiconductor industry, started up my first company. And, uh, you yeah. know, I, I went on for <laughs> probably from, I want to say like 1988 until about 2016 or maybe 2015. I mean, the only time I, I knew you were even in existence was a little blip on the radar, you know, around the holidays. So, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it, was yeah, rather, no. it was rather kind of coincidental, you know, let's, let's, let's share a little bit about, you know, I, I've kind of expressed, you know, what happened with me. Let's talk about a little bit of what happened with you. And then when you made the contact, you know, I mean, this, this would be like pre, pre, you know, pre my time prior to me coming on board with, uh, with, with true spot. Yeah. Well, uh, to talk about that, I, I probably have to step back a little bit further and kind of okay. tell you about the, maybe the concept or the idea of it uh, from, uh, you know, from, from many years ago and then tell you a little bit about my career and then how okay. I ended up uh, uh, back in Mississippi. So really, as far as the, uh, the concept, believe it or not, when I was playing high school football, it was in my senior year, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was, it was, uh, I can remember being in class earlier that day, <clears throat> excuse me, with a, with, in, in science and technology class. And we were talking about, um, you know, technology. Uh, this this would have been the early 80s, my senior year. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, uh, mm -hmm. we, in the science class, we were talking about how technology is going will be changing by the year 2000 at the time. And, is, and she was suggesting that there will be like maybe flying cars, uh, robots that will be doing the jobs of humans that maybe humans won't even be needed anymore. So, and she was kind of really tied into that technology. She was a, a young science teacher, probably maybe third year out of college or whatever, but she was very much in tune with, with technology in, in itself. Right. And I, I can just remember coming in class right. about flying, flying cars. I said, well, I want my own flying car. And, 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 and man, this technology, if it advances to that, level it's going to the, the, the year of 2000 is really going to be something to see within the world but anyway um that day later in in, in football practice um 
you know, it was probably a, a Monday, I want to say a Monday after the Friday football game. And uh, uh, normally if, if it was a Friday game that we had lost, uh, after practice, we would have to run sprints. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, uh, imagine that. Uh, yep. Yeah, for losing uh, or whatever. So, so we got done running sprints, and uh, everybody was getting dressed to go home. And uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays is when uh, the younger grades, like eighth grade, seventh grade, would play. We have the football games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on Monday and Tuesday, I, I, I want to say it was a Monday, um, and. Occasionally, uh, the coaches will come and ask uh, some of the uh, high school players, especially the seniors, to stay after to have them be part of the chain game. You know, the 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 the, the, uh, the chains that they use in the games to do yard measurements and all that, because they wouldn't have anybody to, to do the chain mark and say maybe it would have only one official there to referee the game because it was a junior high game or whatever. So, this was one of the days that I got. Mm-hmm. chosen and elected and I try to get out of us as a coach I, I have major tests tomorrow I can't I can't stay he said listen nobody's left you got to stay to do it and imagine these guys these eighth graders ninth graders they're going to be in your position uh sometime in in, in the future and you want to be that you know you need to show your support for them and your senior so you got the duty right in other words I said okay no worries so you put that that's built on me and I felt bad about it. But I was also, you know, worried about my GPA too, because I, you know, I was an undergraduate, uh, uh, you know, and I don't, which I was I'm proud to say that. And I didn't want my GPA to fall in any way. So, I mean, it was a major exam in your state. And I do remember that. So anyway, during the course of that junior high football game, right, uh, they called for a down measurement and it was hot out there. I was tired. And it seems like for, for, whatever, for whatever reason, there were like maybe four or five yard measurements during that particular game. I don't know why there were so many. Mm-hmm. But, but during one of those yard measurements process, uh, processes, I remember uh, uh, saying to the other guy who was holding the other part of the chain as we were walking up to do the measurement, he said, man, I remember in science and technology class today that we're talking about how the future is going to advance. So one of these days, Someone needs to invent, maybe it'll be me, someone needs to invent a way that they don't need these chains anymore. It will be able to point a laser or something with this football, that technology would do this first down measurement and nobody has to be worried, worried about doing this uh, type of setup. So, and I can remember like it was yesterday, Greg. I can remember, it was just a thought uh, in itself. So anyway, I'm telling you, man, it was like a, a divine download it was an idea. At the time, you don't, you don't know it, though. You know, I'm, what, 17, 18-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid, you know? But I remember saying that, and the guy that I said it to, my, my other teammate, said, yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it? He said, maybe you'd be the guy to do that. I said, well, you know what? You never know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, you know, after I left high school, I, I had to um, end up going in the military as well, Air Force, go Air Force. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you're a Navy guy. You like hearing that, don't you? But anyway, uh, leaving uh, and going to the Air Force, I ended up doing uh, uh, about nine years, a little bit, uh, nine and a half years, almost 10, in the Air Force in itself and also the Air Guard. Um, within that, uh, my tenure there, I was a recruiter. I was air traffic controller. Um, you know, and that's uh, also how I got into uh, human resources as being a recruiter. And that's the kind of profession that I ended up doing. Um, 
Uh, I worked for the Federal Aviation for a while as an air traffic controller uh, for about 14, 15 years. And then uh, uh, the particular division that I was in got outsourced to a private company. And that's when I decided to get back into uh, uh, human resources. So uh, my current profession uh, and when I left the military, uh, I was uh, a divisional uh, manager from human resources, uh, a company. But I also, during those years, also uh, that dream of on the football field never went away. And I, in, in raising my family in Indianapolis, uh, I have a daughter and a son. And I can remember going to the, uh, uh, you know, well, first of all, with them growing up in, 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 in Little League games, as far as uh, participating uh, with my son in Little League football, holding the chains again, doing the same type of measurement process. And I said, man, nobody has came up with this idea, with this idea yet, you know? And I would often, often tell my kids about it. And they said, well, you're always talking about that. How come you want to do something about it? You know, go out, go out and, and, and try to make it happen. So, but the technology was just never there. You know, I, 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 I thought about maybe, it was, maybe as, as the, the idea would be to put a chip in the football or in the laces or something within the yardstick in itself. And it just didn't, you know, it just didn't work out. It just wasn't, it just, it, you know, because many people thought about it and tried it, but it just wasn't happening, you know. So uh, as my kids got older, living in Indianapolis, I remember uh, going to see uh, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison play with the Colts. And at the time, uh, although we can only afford maybe two or three games a year because it was so expensive, and we would be in the nosebleed seats, but at least we would be in the game. Because at the time, brother, Peyton Manning, was, he was something to see. When he threw that ball uh, to, uh, to Marvin Harrison, uh, Reggie Wayne, it was, it was like, it was just or, like orchestrated work, you know what I mean? It's just precision. But to, to be able to, to watch that, those type games was just something to see. But anyway, uh, through all those games and, and even, you know, years just went by and it was just, you know, the dream was always there. Um, you know, I just never uh, really, uh, the technology and, and, and everything was just not, never really there. But the name True Spot in itself was a name that I came up with probably a couple of decades ago. You know what I mean? So, um, so, uh, so uh, to, to, to fast forward with the story about how I got back to Mississippi, you know, uh, my kids uh, ended up, um, you know, I, I put them through college and all that, and they were out on their own and doing their own thing. And I went through a divorce and also was downsized from a job at the time. So, uh, which is a, another story within itself. So, um you know, so uh, it's another story within itself, but, uh, you know, eventually, you know, it, it got to a point where, as I said, well, you know, once I got downsized from a job and then I kind of exhausted my savings to help get my, put my kids through college and all that, and they were kind of doing their own thing, and I was, uh, uh, you know, and went through kind of a nasty divorce. So um, my kids were, were the ones that actually came to me and said, you know, um, we're going to be okay if you need to leave. And, and and start over somewhere fresh and push push the reset button. We're okay, you know. Dad, you've always taken care of anybody, else, uh, taking care of everyone else, and um, you know it, it's it's time for you to put your life back together. You know, we're, we're fine, and we appreciate what you did for us. And also, going on at the time, my father was you know was going through uh, having some diabetes issues, and he was uh, going to have to get both his legs amputated. 
And so this would have been about 2013. I guess it was 2013. Uh, he's going to give both his legs amputated. And my mom actually called during that same, maybe the, the, the exact day. That's how, uh, and she said, um, it, you know, I know you, you just went through a divorce. You lost your job, but your dad's giving me to get both of his legs to, you know, amputated. I could use some help at home with him. You know, your brother is, is, is not available. It's not an option for him, my older brother. And he said, if, if, I know it's a lot to ask right now, but I could really use your help back home with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the thought of moving back to Mississippi in a small town, and not only that, I, was, I would have been about 50 years old. And I said, um, it's a lot to ask, you know what I mean, to come back and, and, and not just move back home, but to move in with my mom because she asked me to, to be there to be, help, help with him, get him, assist with him and all that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, you know, I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And uh, with my confirmation from my kids, they said, go for it. You know, we'll, we'll, you know it, it's okay and we'll be fine. Once I got that confirmation from them and then that call from my mom, I knew it was time to return to Mississippi. So anyway, now you can imagine sure. being 50 years old and, you know, being very successful, uh, having a six-figure salary and then going losing that job, getting divorced, and then moving back home at 50 and with uh, my, uh, your mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine the talk with the neighborhood and everyone else. But at that time, I said, you know, you know, I always been, uh, maintain my faith. I said, I'm going to, you know, maintain my faith in God. And God, I'm just going to trust you on this one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I returned home uh, to my mom and dad and uh, actually moved in, uh, you know, and, and um, uh, back in one of the bedrooms and, and set up shop there. And um, eventually, it was just that I had to push the reset button. And it was very humbling at the time. Um, so I... Uh, and it's one of the things, you know, I was able to find a job locally. And I was doing that as well. So just so I had some income coming in at least. So uh, during one of those, uh, might have been a weekend or Saturday, and I was sitting in the, uh, sitting up visiting with my mom and dad, you know, in the, in, in the, in the, in the family room. Mm-hmm. And your mom, your mother came down to visit. And I said, Miss Parker, is that you? She said, Willie. That's my, you know, she said, well, is that you? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, how are you? I said, Lord, she said, I haven't seen you for it's been 40 years or something like that, whatever it was. You know, she said, I said, yes, ma'am. I said, how are you doing? You know, she said, come here, give me a hug and all that. So, you know, it was just, it was just really a joyful meet and all that. So we got, we started to talking. She said, I heard you were doing this and that, you know, uh, what else? I said, yes, ma'am. But, I, you know, I, I kind of told her a little bit about my story and how I ended up back home. She said, you came back here in this town to help your mom and dad. She said, said, you know what? God is going to bless you so tremendously. You just wait and see. But because you you just gave up everything, you came back and you just said, you know, um, I'm here, mom, to to help out. She said, that's very admirable of you and all that. So we got to talk and then I asked, I said, by the way, how's Greg doing? She said, well, let me tell you what he's done. She started telling me about um, over the years, what you've done and the success you've had with your technology company that you started, I said, I said, wait a minute. I said, you say, are you saying? Did you say he has a technology company? I said, yes, ma'am. Uh, he said, yes. I said, uh, well, um, what does he actually do? She said, I don't know, something with computers and all that. So anyway, so I, I went out and got my phone. I looked on LinkedIn and I googled you and I, you know, I said, 
damn. I said, brother, I said, Greg has really done well for himself or whatever. I said, and then the thought just uh, came in my mind. I said, I said, do you have his contact number? I said, I need to reach out to him. I have a, something I need to talk with him about. So that's when the contact came to you. And uh, we started the, uh, our initial conversation and just connected initially. And then I started to tell you about an idea that I had. And the more that we talked about it from the onset, it was like we didn't miss a beat. Although all those years and decades have passed, had passed, it's like we, you know, we just we, we didn't skip a beat. We just connected and it just went from there. I told you my idea about what I had, and you said, you know what? I think that's possible. So uh, that is the, the the spot measurement part of it. How True Spot came about, and then I can remember as clear. As day has been uh, maybe a couple of years ago now that you called me and I was I don't know I was having uh, supper or whatever and, and you told me about virtual seat technology to add as an aspect of the app and mm-hmm. it just literally blew my mind I said I said wait a minute let, let me call you back let me think about it because it took me a minute to catch up to what you were saying and then I called you back and and then I just I just had to sit down I said bro. If we can pull that off and make that happen, it would change, you know, it would disrupt technology to a point that to a level nothing's been seen before. But I, I know I won't do it justice by telling you that. I'll let you tell that story as to how it happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well yeah. I mean, for me, you know. Yeah, it's a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can relate at so many levels, right? <laughs> yeah. What you're doing right now, Greg, I've done many times. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's about self sacrificing. <laughs> so, did you take a minute? <laughs> so for me, bro, you yeah. know, my my dad passed away. Yep. And uh mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. It's tough, man. It was tough. tough for your dad, I know. It was it's tough. Been, it's been a year since my dad passed his well. Yeah. It's been it, it's been a year and, and it's been but I, I'm thankful for the time. You had some time in the to, at the end, though, and I'm really appreciative. I know for my time, my dad before he passed. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it was tough, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, overall, you know, <clears throat> when you when you called me and said your dad had passed away, and, and my dad was only maybe a, a year or so before yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that yeah. was just tough, man. Because you know, so many so many people that touched our lives that made yeah. our lives very impactful. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, just a difficult situation to deal with, but certainly, yeah, yeah. you know, certainly, it, you know, it's about us, it's about us coming back together. Like you said, yeah. you know, we, we did miss a beat, you know, we were, yeah. we were lifelong brothers, true friends, compadres, you yeah. know, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, it was important. It was important for us to, 
to put ourselves back in a position where we can recover because, you know, I went through the same thing, you know, 2013, 2014, you know, very bad, very bad divorce, very bad situation, you know, moved to Peru, lived in Peru for three years, you know, came back, you know, just couldn't find something that was going to allow for me to have that, that self fulfillment. But, you know, like you said, the man above, man, the man above is, uh, is, is, is going to make it all happen for us. But anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about the morning I call you, you know, I mean, the morning I call you, it was like, it was like the light bulb went off, you know, I was taking a shower and, uh, and basically I was thinking like, you know, the, the spot measurement piece needs another component. And I kept racking my brain, racking my brain going, what can that be? What can that be? And so when I figured out the combinations of how we could make this fit together, you know, spot measurement combined with the virtual seating technology, you know, it was almost like, you know, like yeah. an epiphany, man. It was like, you know, someone said, you know, now, now the, you know, as they say, you know, the Red Sea is parted for you, you know, it was like, this is it, you know, yeah. this, this is how we got to do it. And so I remember, you know, I remember yeah. I started, started writing you a text that morning and basically say, all right, Will, imagine, you know, this is where you are. You're at home. Now, take that whole persona of where you're at right now and think about being in the arena, being in the concert, being in, in the venue, but feeling all right. of that energy, feeling all of that, that, that emotion, that drive, you know, the same thing you and I just did here for the past minute over our father's but having 65 or 10,000 people basically around you. Now the concept itself was always something that in the back of my mind was always something that even when I was a DJ, you know, sight, sound, feeling, because, you know, this is before videos came out. And so I just said to myself, now, how Mm -hmm. can I bring this forward to what we're trying to do to be able to leverage that in the same capacity? And then, you know, with right. your technology already utilizing the augmented reality component, the recognition right. of the football, all the things we did over in India to try to get all the code developed, I was like, you know what, exactly. we're, we're thinking about this differently. We got to go at it this way, you know, and, and, and really be able to appease masses and, and take this thing and leverage it to a point to where you know, it's not just restricted to football, but now we can go into basketball and we can go into soccer and baseball and we can go into concerts and we can go into churches and synagogues and just, you know, add this whole latitude of things that just give us an unprecedented amount of volume. And and, and then it really came down to, okay, this becomes very simple now. Seating capacity. <laughs> Seating capacity, right. you know, because... That's our target market is seating capacity, because once we get you in for a butt in seat, then guess what? Now we roll into spot measurement technology. Now we roll in. So, I mean, all these things just started to kind of come together like like dominoes falling. And man, it was just like it was like, wow. You know, so so ultimately, ultimately, you know, that that that's really how things kind of kind of got kicked off. And I. You know, I think this is uh, this first half of, of of what our compadre Christie's asked us to do has been. <laughs> yeah. It's it, been uh, it's it, been it, quite it, real, it's man. Been, it's been quite real. Been, 
man, it's been, it, it, very real. And uh, but but some of the uh, one of the aspects you left out is that you know as you were telling me about all this uh, uh, this this new idea, this new concept. I don't know how you did it, but you went and pulled all the stats and data, and you were able to put together every arena pretty much in the world as the, the seating capacity. Uh, you were able to find all the stats as far as uh, uh, the football stadiums and, and, and the, uh, the, 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 the specifics of the, uh, the field in, within itself. You know, I'm just amazed. You know, you amaze me pretty much every day as far as the mind that you have as far as gathering all that, uh, the stats and the data and then compiling that and putting it together is, is something to really see. And when you say 60 million seats, you've done the research and you're talking, I mean, it's pretty much worldwide, right? As far as the, yeah, yep, yeah, the stats and the stuff that you collect. Right? Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's one of those things. It's almost like you worked like 48 hours straight to put that together, at least 36 <laughs> to put that together. And well, I felt so, you know, it was one of those things that man, you, 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 it's like you, uh, you're a robot, you know what I mean? Because you would, you know, you, you compile all this information and you went all the, to all these different sites and you put it all together and it, you know, all that's going to come into play as far as the uh, uh, GPS and the technology and all that. You have all that and it would probably take a, I don't know, a team of engineers, I don't know how long to put that together. And you did it in this, and probably within a week, two or three days, or whatever it was. Yeah, and I'm really. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm amazing. So, yeah, don't don't you know you don't want to leave that part out. Well, <laughs> you know, at, you know, at, at the end, at, yeah. at the end of the day, when when you know, even though we're not going to talk specifics about the technology and and all those things right now, because exactly. uh, really it's just about how yeah. we kind of started. But I think overall, you know, yes. for me, I've been very, very humble because, you know, I've had so much success in the past, you know, and then I've had great, great failures and I've had to hit the reset button myself. And so, like you said, when you talked about yeah. a humbling experience, you know, for me, you know, you have to be at peace and you have to be tuned in with your perception of who you are as an individual and where you come from and all of those principles and values and ethics. And so, you know, I've always been a very giving person. And so when you came to me, it was no different than, than, you know, me coming to you as a little kid saying, Hey, you know, can you tighten up the sprocket on my, on my, on my bike here, or, you know, my chain popped off or something like that. Or, you know, if I was getting my ass beat, Hey, Hey, Will, can you help me out here? This, this kid over here is kicking my ass yeah. and I need him to stop, you know? I mean, so, I mean, ultimately it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the same thing, man. You know, I, I still carry all those things forward, you know, because like I said, it's the discipline, it's the values, it's respect, it's the dignity that you have. It's what make the composition of yeah. who you are. And regardless of, you know, all the trials and tribulations, you know, at this point in time, now that I am 50 years of age, you know, the charter is basically yeah. set, you know, I mean, it, the, the goal for me is basically to do what others haven't done from our neighborhood. And, right. you know, even though we've talked Absolutely. a little bit about what everybody else has done and all the successes we've had and various right. things that have, that have come right. out of it, but this puts us on the stratosphere right. and, you know, our journey's only beginning, you know, the things that we're still going to have to face, you know, and, and, you know, I'm prepared for those now. I mean, you know, because, 
I, I don't have to be in fear of anything because I've already gone through that sacrifice, just like with you, you know, you've gone through that sacrifice. And so, and so ultimately, you know, true spot, true spot is our baby. You know what I mean? That's, that's our baby that, that we're, we're getting to a position for it to mature and for it to, to give birth and spread wings and by God, you know, stand, stand by, you know, stand by. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you could have said it better when you said you're a given person. And so, and so am I. And, and, and it's the way our parents raised us and in the neighborhood that we grew up in because we are that way. And with that giving personality that you have and that I have, we want to give something to fans and families alike to make them, to make their uh, concert, uh, 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 concert uh, uh, participation games or whatever it is. We want that to continue. And this is our way of saying, hey, we have a way that, uh, you know, you can continue to enjoy those things, the football games, uh, concerts, the sporting events, uh, maybe even uh, uh, churches. You know, the, the, the new, uh, new opportunities present themselves every week for us so far. Right. And right. that's what I'm really excited about. But you're right. This will be, uh, uh, you know, as far as all the accolades and all that will come. Uh, but first and foremost, it's something that, you know, we want to give to people and because of our giving personality. And we know that uh, very hopeful that they will enjoy it. And even to our military brothers and sisters, active duty as well as veterans. Those people out there on the remote remote tours. I remember being on my remote tour, tour, missing all the uh, the games. And back back then, someone would have to uh, mail a a VHS tape of of a playoff game or whatever. And everybody would get together and watch it, you know. But imagine somebody being out there, a veteran on the remote tour, to being able to just pull up a True Spot app watch a hockey game, uh, mm-hmm. a NASCAR race, or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? And, it's just, and you can watch your favorite team doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, great things to come, brother. I'm, 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 and again, I appreciate you. I appreciate Christy and, and, and the rest of our team members yeah. you know, so far and, and, and looking forward to what's coming, you know? Yeah. Well, look, I think this is a good segue for us to kind of uh, – close out and basically we've given them enough you know we've both got very emotional even though we we know our own backstories we we know where we come from and you know sometimes when we we show that vulnerability sometimes man it it just becomes uh very emotional and uh i know our fathers up above are looking down at us going you know what these guys are going to do something (laughs) extraordinary and by God, we can't wait to see what's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. you know they're watching us. They're like, look at look at Will and Greg. You guys go, you know. Look at the, look at look at our sons. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. you're right. Uh, yeah. All right, man. All right, and man. I appreciate every- you, and I appreciate our. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say, everybody that that gets an opportunity to see this firsthand, hey, you know, don't look at us, don't judge at us. We're just real people, just like everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said, but that, yeah, I, 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 it's been an emotional morning. Need to take a break. So I appreciate you, brother. Okay. All right, bro. <laughs> Talk to you soon, okay, man. Amen. Take care. All, All right, right. Bye bye. All right, man. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye.